All right, so what's going on? You're locked into No Long Talk. And today I'm joined by a man who is just released his latest EP called Skyline Levels, yeah. Volume 1. Yeah. We have Kiz Namdi on the line, yeah. live in Jamaica. How you doing? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Give thanks. You know, he's a high Do you know what? It's breaking up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Are you yeah? hearing me clear now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you now. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, break us, break down who Kes Namdi is for those who who aren't too aware. Well, Kes Namdi is a is a musician that's very passionate about music, and you know, in in born and growing in Jamaica, so you don't know because we're born and growing in Jamaica, we're rooted in reggae, but we still. We still have enough other influences other than reggae as well, but reggae is our foundation, you know? And Kesnamdi is just a creative youth, you know what I mean? Somebody who just loves to create on all levels, whether in music, whether we create a nice items to or create, we just like to create on all levels, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. um, you say you were born in Jamaica, but you've also moved around a bit. So like, yeah, um, talk about like your experiences growing up, as far as like places you grew up and. Well, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Jamaica, obviously. Yeah. And you know, I lived there until I was around twelve, thirteen, and then one day, mommy come home and say, "We're moving to Tanzania." Oh wow. And I, and at that time, as a twelve, thirteen year old, you know. I never even knew what Tanzania was, and mommy took out a map and she showed us and said, well, you know, it's, it's a place in Africa, in Eastern Africa, and them time me, I said, what? We're going to move monks, baboon, and <laughs> uh, elephant, and uh, them things that me appear as a little youth, you know what I mean? Yeah, because those are the images that you see from the television. Yeah, that's what, yeah, from the media, you know? Mm. And, and anyway, so we moved to Tanzania. For three years, we lived there for three years, and then after that, we moved to Ethiopia for another three years. And then after that, I moved to California for about three years. I did school over a little, I did a little school over there, college over there. And really and truly, um, growing up in all those different places, you know, really expanded, expanded my mind, you know what I mean, and just my horizon, you know, mm. and. Mm just being exposed to so many different cultures and different kind of foods and different kind of people and different languages it really did open up my mind and you can't even probably hear that in my music too you know like you know when somebody listen to my music you can't really say me strictly a reggae artist or me strictly a hip-hop artist you can hear all the influences all around the world you can hear the african rhythm in my music you can hear a reggae bass and our music, you know. So yeah. growing up in a, it was it was it was definitely it also helped mature me real quickly too. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? Because you know we had to learn to adapt, you know, we had to learn to be in places as a family. We had to learn to just go to a place where you don't know anybody, you don't know language, you yeah. don't know nothing and when you being when when human any human being is put in a situations like that over and over, 
that that help evolve your mind it help evolve your soul very quickly yeah. you know what i mean because you have to look within now you know what i mean so yeah. and like survival uh, tactics come out don't they exactly you know what i mean so yeah um yeah, so what was the purpose of like moving why did your parents move to like such different places well, well my mother worked for the un Oh, okay. So, she was always on the ground, you know what I mean, doing a lot of stuff on the ground for the UN, you know. Okay. And then also, also that was part of it, but also um, my parents at the time really wanted to. They've been do, they did a lot of touring in Europe at the time, and they really wanted to go go to Africa and really make an impact there. So, like, from a little you know, my parents were touring all over Africa you now at that time. So. My mother kind of used the platform at UN and stuff, kind of, to really get their message across, you know, and it was almost shooting two birds with one stone, you know? Mm. And, you know what I mean? So, growing up, you know, daddy used to perform in South Africa, Uganda, Kenya, you know what I mean? Mommy went all over West Africa and stuff, and we were always there as youth, so, so that was really the reason. Did they perform together as a group then? Yeah, man, their group was called Chakula. Okay. And Chakula means, is, is, is a word in Kiswahili, and it means food. Oh, and really, it's your spiritual food, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of stuff was it she did with the UN then? She did a lot of, she did a lot of groundwork stuff, like um, early childhood stuff. She started out in early childhood. She started, and then she she went to, and then now, this is where the music part came in. She did a lot of stuff with communications and kind of making different communities aware of, like, different sicknesses or aware of different things and how to avoid, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of groundwork okay. that she did in Africa, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So obviously that kind of thing would help shape your experience with yeah, the youngster as well as, like, like giving definitely. Back that kind of thing as well. Definitely, man, because my mother was one of the, the ones on the forefront fighting HIV and fighting, you know, all these, like, crazy um, massacres that happened in Africa. She was one of the, the, the ones that was fighting on the forefront. So even having a mother like that, who is always giving back, it just, it, 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 it put your mind, your mind in a different place, you know what I mean? And really make you say, yo, while you're there on earth, you have to make sure you're constructive and make an impact, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because in, in impact not for yourself, obviously you have to be yourself because you're born by, by yourself, but also have to look at the bigger picture as humanity, you know what I mean? Because what's the point of just living for yourself, you know what I mean? you better you're dead, you know what I mean? So you live for yourself, but also you have to understand that humanity is also there as well. And that's one lesson I take from my mother, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good lesson to learn when you're young as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've mentioned your parents. Um, you've also got like siblings who are well known, yeah. namely Kelissa, mm -hmm. um, the singer, and Camilla. Um, yeah. The she does fitness instruction. And the fitness guru, that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was that like growing up with like how how was it like your youngster? life with like your siblings and that kind of thing well in um because was it just is it just sisters you've got yeah only i'm the only boy with four sisters yeah um, see so yeah yeah because that we, would obviously we, have an impact we grew up in a i grew up in a space where you know we were always performing as children 
Okay. You know what I mean? Whether uh, where we were always putting music classes, we always have we're doing like separate aside from school, we're in like music groups where we have different performances at the end of the month. So we're always that was always our family. Like you always I remember every weekend you know you're gonna go watch your sister perform or your sister's gonna come and watch you perform. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um so we grew up with that kinda outgoing kind of spirit there, you know what I mean? And obviously mommy and daddy were professional musicians, you know, at the time. So, you know, you always grew up, you know, like wake up in the morning and mommy finding harmonies on the guitar with daddy or daddy downstairs in the studio room um, recording songs with the band members and stuff. So that was a little bit of our environment. But growing up for me, music, music never really hit me until about 12, 13 years old. Okay. You know, music was more of like a, a hobby for me because it was there. So it was just fun. It was fun to DJ upon a little mic when you're seven. Like, I think the first song that I ever recorded was probably around four years old. Oh, or, no, 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 no. That's like, like, like six years old, like okay. five, six years old. And it was for my mom's children's album. My mom did a children's album called Save the World. Oh, and it was a song where it's like, it's talking about mixing colors. And like what colors make what color, you know? So like, I think the song, mix a color, mix a color all day long. Red and orange make, you know, it was like that kind oh, of okay. vibe, you know? It's a nice remember, yeah, man, remember in the studio, mommy used to, cause I didn't know what colors made what colors, you know? So she would have to hold up the crayons while I'm singing on the mic so I could see <laughs> the red and see the yellow That's and nice. what it makes. So yeah, and then, um, as I say, you know, football was really my dream, you know? Okay. Um, naturally, I, I was just, I did just love football, you know. And you don't know, being a boy too, and the only boy in the family, that was my little thing, you know what I mean? And Kelisa was always the big artist in our family. Like, uh, from from Kelisa, from I can remember, Kelisa was the singer. Okay. Kelisa used to be the singer, like she used to do all the solos in the choir. She she sang at all of the, the end of year school events and stuff from a young. She had the real raw talent, you know what I mean? And then around 12 years old, 13 years old, that's when we start say, we start like take up the initiative for myself you now and say, yo, actually enjoy this and start um, going at the studio with my father you now and sit down and watch him and, you know, and always used to beg my father, yo, please, can I go in the studio and stuff? And he would always say no, because, you know, who wants a little child running around with expensive equipment, you know? <laughs> yeah, for so, yeah. Yeah, man. So, like, um, one thing about you is that, like, I would say that you're, like, the ladies' man of the new reggae movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, not the new reggae, but the current reggae movement. Um, yeah. Would you say that having four sisters is something that kind of influenced you to be that way? Obviously, well, that's definitely, you know what I mean? Like, obviously growing up in a household where, one, my family is really close, you know. Um, I grew up blessed where, you know, I, had, I grew up in a house where, you know, we, we, we were never told what to do, but we were always guided and we were always 
um, had the, the, the space to have a free to, to have our own opinions and you know we're always close knit like all my sisters are really my best friends you know what I mean like I don't really have no friend like that it's really my sister and me want to go par with and things so so growing up in a household you definitely get to see in so, with so much girls and then on top of that my sisters are really like strong women like like their point of views and just very much like head bucking women who have strong opinions and stuff so it's not like i had any tame sisters you know yeah me had real lionesses as sisters and including my mother so um i definitely saw my heart a little bit more softer for women mm. just because of that and like we just understand i think than the regular average male i can say that a, a male can understand a woman's um how special a woman is then yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and how powerful a woman is and understanding that woman is a cre- creation of life you know what i mean yeah. and the mother of all creation you know what i mean and how powerful a feminine energy is you know what i mean so um but to be the ladies man of the current uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe so, you know, but you know, that, that you would have to go ask those ladies <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, to see why them consider me the ladies, man, you know what I mean, but me, me just make music were true to my heart, you know what I mean, and me know that one thing is females, females love reality, you know, and love truth. There's a certain things where women not going to keep up with, like, they, they want to make sure they say, yo, everything level, so. I think an old woman love truth and reality and all of the stories in my songs are very true and dear to my heart, you know what I mean? Whether it's a love song or whether it's a song about a particular situation and even running back up that to Skyline Levels, like each song and that is definitely something going really deep in my core. It's not just go jump on a rhythm and go buy a song. No, man. No, man. Them tune there. Them tune really got deep within me, you know what I mean? And feminine energy can definitely, I think, can relate to that more, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because one thing I would say is that, like, although a lot of your songs might deal with, like, love and that kind of situation, but, like, a lot of the time it's um, from the perspective of trying to, like, uplift the woman and yeah, like, man. speak to her in a respectful way and that kind of yeah, man. thing. You can't, yo, you see, you know what's the worst karma? The worst karma in this world is when you're when you down, when you're oppressed and you're, you're down child a woman. Yeah. It's when you can uplift a woman and make her the greatest, that, that will make the, the nation better, that will make you better, your family. Yo, when you oppress your woman in your family, within mm. your family, your whole family get mushed up. Mm. Right, it's just from that one move. So, I mean, see that? Uh, and I wouldn't even say, to be honest, you know, when we even know that you even ask me that question, I'm look even more deep into it. I think I, I, I have, that have a lot to do with my father, to be honest, and not even necessarily the woman oh, in my family, yeah. because cause my father is a loving man and really care for my mother and look out for woman. And me, me can remember instances where my little sister is in the fault and I push her down and me get some ass beaten for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because how oh dare you lay a hand on a woman, you know what I mean? And them little things that's still instilling me from a little youth. So 
I think more the respect and the understanding a woman really come from a father, you know what I mean? And, and, and his love for my mother and my sisters, you can show, look, look at all the great things what my sister's doing out there, and yeah, I can definitely say that stem from my father's love. And when you look at even a lot of women out there, even a lot of families who don't have fathers present, is that love there, you know what I mean? So sometime now, when a woman listen to She's a Queen on the project then, maybe them don't have a father, but when them hear that song, it can almost be their father for them for tell you, say, yo, don't make no man talk to you in no rough way, or don't make no man intimidate you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, like, with those kind of songs, like, a man who doesn't have experience of women mm. on the kind of levels of, like, because, you know, like, certain men, they might have, like, siblings or they roll with, like, the man mm-hmm. then, but then the only time mm-hmm. that they want a woman is when it's, like, romance. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, man, them Monday, you can't trust them Monday, you know? <laughs> yeah, them yeah. Monday, I don't want them where you not trust. You see, me, you know, me as a man, me not like a bag of money in my third surrounding. Me as a man, me love balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, man have too much ego. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Me love woman, woman, woman. Me love when woman in you know, my presence and uh, surround and like not even not even as um girlfriend and romance stuff, but just even just for par with woman. You know what I mean? Like and just have, make a flex with a woman and thing that that to me is a joyful thing, man. It bring out a different side out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, like right now, um, you'd say like. Say like with um like Donald Trump for example the day that he got um his what's the word when he got it like put into the White House I can't remember the word now. what inaugurated that's the word yeah, yeah but then like the next day we saw like we had that big march that the women did mm-hmm. and like online there's a lot of like like mm-hmm. feminism and you know yeah. black women standing up strong and that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing so like yeah. what what's your your thoughts on that like oh well you know what's funny. Is that when what when that was happening, my project was probably just finished. It wasn't released yet, mm. but it was just finished. Obviously, my project released like a week ago. Yeah, or so. yeah, yeah. And I had that song, and I was just thinking like, yo, I wish, I wish I could release this song right now. You know, we like this song, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny, it's funny even if you see the timing of things, you know, because she's a queen is a is is a song that I wrote. Um, like say, I think t- 2015 was when I wrote that song and recorded that song. And for see the events were happening now and when my song is released, it's just funny how the timing of the Almighty work, you know, where all of this happening internationally and locally as well, because there was a lot of stuff happening in Jamaica and people like there was a lot of um, there was a big thing going on where there was a group of men like raping women and beating yeah, them yeah. and and thing and you know really me just me as a man me not run for speak out for women you know what I mean so um that was one of those as much as she's a queen is speaking to woman it's a really a revolutionary song you know what I mean you know what I mean yeah yeah and sure. and and we just need to know that all women are goddesses you know what I mean yeah and and queens in their own right you know yeah yeah so. For see, for see the woman them rise up and know say yo, equality is is nece- not equity. Equality is necessary right now. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, man. And then, as I say in a group, my my Kelisa, um, she's a proud feminist. You know what I mean? She not ramp. She she not deal with certain things like all she. If me even say certain things, mm. but like even if I don't mean it in any way or by accident, I, she'll always call me out on it. So I'm always having <laughs> sisters like this. Is yeah. I'm always on my P's and Q's. You know what I mean? You yeah, know, yeah. you know, be careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and also, you're Rastafarian. Um, is that correct, yeah? Rastafarian? Yeah. No, or... I know. Oh, okay. He's a human being, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Me deal with Rasta liberty, you know what I mean? I deal with no Aryan oh, or Ism or Schism. Yes. You so know what I mean? That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, so. If you say Rastafarian, I don't, know, well, I don't know what you have to do to be a Rastafarian. Mm. I don't know the instructions. You know what I mean? But one thing me know, me grew up in a Rasta house with Rasta culture. Yeah. And that is always a part of me. And me always hail the king. Ailey Selassie the first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Earth's rightful ruler to me. You know what I mean? And, and so, yeah, that's where I stand with that topic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what role would you say that that plays within, like... Not even just your music, but your life. Like, what? what how would you say that? Because I mean, obviously, you yeah. grew up with it, so you wouldn't know life without yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you get what I'm saying, like. Yeah. Well, me born as a rasta, you know. Mm. Like my father was song, me born as a natural rasta, and I don't care what they say. Me born as a natural rasta, and I don't care what they doing. Me said it, Bob Marley, yes, him is a rasta. Me said it, bird and the bees, yes, a rasta. I'm my uncle and my father, them a rasta. Jeez. I hear me, you know what I mean? So, um, growing up in as rasta, teach me really what the word freedom mean, you know what I mean? I think that's the main thing with me, whole as a rasta. What do you mean by that? Free from all social constructs, okay. you know what I mean? And what society expects you to be and and what kind of status quo you have to live up to and and all of them things it's just more about just being true to your soul personality and just being totally free and and also being very health conscious you know what i mean and and being healthy in your mind body and spirit and really acknowledging the spiritual side of things and the whole cosmic and the whole universe you know what I mean? Mm. And yeah, man, so, so them thing that as Rasta, when they get a little head start in a life, you know what I mean? Because me is every religion, you know. Me a Muslim, me a Christian, me a Buddhist, me a everything, you know. You know why? Because Rasta deal with love. And when, and when you look upon all of the book them out there, the great books of life, because there's enough books out of life for all of them, right? Yeah. And once you live in a love, you kind of fall in all of those categories, you know what I mean? So I mean, that's a, a good perspective to have because obviously with, um, with like, because obviously you say that it's not a religion, like and a lot of Rastafari, Rastafari man that cite Rastafari say, you know, it's not a religion, it's not ism, schism, none of that kind of mm. stuff. Well, that, uh, before me even say, I not, when I say Rastaina, Rastaina, yeah. I'm not speaking to anyone, I'm not speaking for any community, I'm not speaking for anybody but myself. Cause oh, yeah, me, no, I understand that. I feel like, I feel like spirituality and, and, 
and even religion is a very intimate thing. Mm. You know, to me personally, I feel like sometimes people can get a little bit too public with it. You know what I mean? And that's when certain problems start to occur. You know what I mean? I think religion and spirituality and all of these things is a more very intimate thing. It's almost like sex. You know, you don't walk around and go have sex everywhere with everybody and in the middle of the park and in in the square with everybody. No, it's a very intimate thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a personal thing. It's the same thing with the connection to God. Yeah. And the divine power or the cosmic, or even with the atheists, then because you have atheists too who don't believe in anything, them say, even them have an intimate relationship with the, the community and the whole whole of humanity. Then it's a very intimate thing, man. And I don't so when you hear me talk of these things, mm. the, the, maybe there is a religion that is Rastafari. Me, I say that wrong, that, 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 that it depends on the person, you, know, you have to be true to yourself. You have yeah, almost create your own religion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because each individual have them, them, and you know, it's funny, we're growing up in a time now where a lot of lines are being blurred, you know? Mm. Like, it started with genre, with the, the word globalization. Yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. globalization, you know, you had a lot of mixture of colors. You've you seen a lot more mixed relationships, black and white, and and you've seen a lot more mixed uh, marriages happening between different cultures. you see seen even in the music right now, it's hard to see. Right now, Drake doing R&B, but it's still under the hip-hop category. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of... And Drake doing dancehall, but it's still under... There's a lot of... Um, blurry lines and the same, yeah, same thing with religion. Yeah, you know, what I mean, there's a lot of youths growing up. It wasn't like you know, parents' time, you know, I say decades ago when no, when you say you're a Christian, you're Christian, <laughs> yeah, 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 and I just Christian or Muslim. Mom, no, you have enough Muslim where I look in all the Bible and I say, yeah, man, Mr. Truth in this, and mm. I think it's just the evolution of what's going on in humanity right now, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's beautiful and ugly as well, you know, because life is duality, you know, so anything where you see beauty, you're going to see ugly, because beauty can't exist without something that is ugly, you know what I mean? Yeah, night, definitely. you have day, you have man, you have woman, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So Because um, what I was going to say is that, like, Sometimes you have like leaders who keep religions and it's just one way. But like really and truly, most religions, especially like the, the key religions, come from the same place and the books are basically the same, except with like different areas exactly and interpretations. Same. So that's why I've, I've, um, it's good that you see it like all on the level. Yeah, man, all of these people are great people, and these are principles and, and, and what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, um, it's like analogies then. It's like things where you just need to learn from, you know what I mean? And these are all great, like, spiritual. I, I read the Bible when I was, when I was going to high school because um, I was very um, conscious as a youth growing up because... When I was about 15, 14, I was a conspiracist. Anything with conspiracy me you want to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's coming from a family, a rasta when my father burned everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You see yeah. me? My father was a very fireful youth. Mm. You know what I mean? So because I don't know me, I watch conspiracy. What go on with 9-11? All of them things there as a youth. Yeah, yeah, And that, yeah. that did make me very rebellious. And then after I went through that rebellious stage, you know, we got to a very spiritual space and 
that's where I did read the Bible at that time and I was looking at the Quran and and actually you now having this conversation with you right now actually inspired me you now for kinda read the Bible again you now, even with this knowledge when we know now and the perspective when we have now and kinda read it from that kind of perspective yeah when we have now, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. I hear that. See, cause it's interesting you say that because the first episode, the first chapter of No Long Talk was with Kabaka Pyramid. And yeah. he was raised in a Christian household and yeah. he got to a stage in his late teens, I can't remember exactly what yeah. age exactly, but once again, yeah. it was like a rejection, and he was like, mm. burn everything and, kind of thing. And, and then, I'm glad you call that, that name Kabaka. Yeah. Because Kabaka now, and Calico, I don't know if you don't know Calico, yeah, yeah, know Calico, Calico was yeah. a big DJ out at the time in a Jamaica dancehall artist, but then now, um, him, him become a brother-in-law, it's funny, he start check my sister Kimani and have two youth and a beautiful oh, family and, okay. and, and no, it was really Kabaka them, who was, cause Kabaka a big man for me, you know, Kabaka is like 30 or 32, okay. so, so, and I'm only 25, you know what I mean, oh, same, and, same. and so Kabaka at that time was the artist I was listening to hard, but them time the Kabaka used to rap, yes, yes, and Kabaka was used to have a lot, Huh? Was he Runny P at the time, or he was Kabaka Pyramid at that time? No man, he was Kabaka Pyramid oh, okay. man at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah man, and he did have a song. He was doing a lot of rapping. In fact, me prefer Kabaka as a rapper. Kabaka can rap better than enough of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them yeah, them yeah, artists there. Now, to me, he's a hip hop lover. Me just love them thing there, but them man they used so good, deep, put me to the books. Every line, me I say, what do you mean when <laughs> yeah. he said that? I'm, I'm going to call him and I say, brother, which book you read? Is them Monday? And at that time, as they say, I was a conspiracy, so we deep in my knowledge as a youth. And he used to have all that song where say, um, him and Kelly had a song, and Kelly, so, um, if God is man, then man is God. And if God is man, then we all command the stars. And then Calica said, um, we are limitless beings with limitless possibilities. Limitlessness is the key to our divinity. Your body and your temple and your soul are your energy. Your temple may crumple, but your soul will forever be. So work with the program. Cause your soul is a prolong, a prolong for so long that no one or no man can over the portion. From you know that life goes on, there's nowhere to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's hard. And them, and them man, they did that influence me as a young youth to come up. So. Yeah, 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 that's mad. What was I saying? <laughs> We're going deep for it and we just straight from the topic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's all good. Um, um, so, yeah, you spoke about Kabaka Pyramid and books. Like, what, what kind of books do you read? Like, um, and, like, would you say, like, your top books then? I used to read a lot of speeches from His Majesty, and to be honest, I used to I um I used to watch a lot of documentaries. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. That was my thing, cause I'm a visual learner. You know? Yes. Yeah, and like I used to, I, I up to now I used to listen to a lot of Manly P Hall. I don't know if you know. No. Uh, Manly P Hall is like a is he's a big professor and he has a lot of material and like just spirituality and just life on a whole you know i used to listen to him a lot um 
you saw uh, you saw watch a lot of things about ancient Kemet and study and Kabaka got me into a lot of that. I can't even remember some of the names of the, the books, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, but really, I used to watch a lot of documentaries. Um, Manly PR, what's the other guy's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, 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 it's this Indian guy, man. Um, uh, what's his name? He's actually, he was born in Manchester, then he moved Manchester in Jamaica, okay. and then he moved to India. And he's like a Rasta man, and he used to have a lot of um, things about love and just kind of just, he's a spiritual, he's a mystic. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I consider myself a mystic. When Peter just say mystic, man, you know what I mean? I go really deep in the mis mysticism, you know what I mean? Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, and enough studies from the Rosicrucian as well, you know what I mean? Enough of these things, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's sick. Um, so, like, you see, as far as, like, Rasta in Jamaica, like, obviously, mm -hmm. to people abroad, mm -hmm. it seems like, you know, Rasta is, like, one of the biggest things in Jamaica, and, but, like, to some... Mm -hmm people within Jamaica, they still feel like they as Rasta have a fight against the system and aren't, aren't as accepted and that kind of thing. Like, how do yeah. you see that, that kind of thing? Did you say that that's accurate? Well, Jamaica no like Rasta, you know. Okay. The typical Jamaica, I'm going to tell you that. Jamaica no like Rasta. The world love Rasta. Mm. And it's the world force Jamaica to at least accept Rasta. You know what I mean? And me remember even, I remember when I got accepted to high school, when I did my big exam, there's an exam called GSAT that everybody takes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a pass for a school called Wilmers. Okay. And Because GSAT is was a, like 11, right? 11 plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, no, you take the eight exam and depending on your, your grades, you, know, you, you get accepted in whatever school. Mm. And I, I got accepted to Wilmers and Wilmers kind of was like an uptown, more uptown school. And them never want me come as Rasta. And I remember I, I missed the whole week, one week of school because my mother had to go down there now and sit with the principal and... And, and and because they wanted me to cut my hair. That's mad. Uh, you know what I mean? And then it, it, it's frustrating for us time when you hear about different events like Coral Gardens. Yes. When yes. when them come and mash up Rasta and kill thousands of Rasta. Mm. Like literally like what Hitler did to the Jews, they did to Rasta in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously not on that scale, but you know, our little island that was our fight, you know what I mean? And yeah. And it was persecution it's funny. of, of, of yeah, people, it, Yeah, and it's funny to me because, you know, one of our main exports as a country is tourism. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when we go there onto the world, is we are big up as Rasta. Is we are big up, is we make all of the, the, the foreigners come down here and want to come and sit on the beach because them, them love the lifestyle, them love everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And is Rasta... Gyanja and reggae yeah. make Jamaica what it is right now out there in the world. And Jamaicans and the government don't like that. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they, they refuse to accept that. In fact, most, most, most places you can't have no reggae event or no Rasta event. You can't burn her freely in a Jamaica yeah, still, yeah, as much yeah. as it did. Yeah, me I sit down and me see them read one of my, 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 my brethren place where, where, where sell herbs. You know, as a Rasta. 
you know what I mean? And they refuse to accept the beauty of this, you know what I mean? But yet the, the, the rest of the world love it and see it as beautiful, you know what I mean? Whenever, when, whenever we go into the world, when people say Jamaica, the first thing what them think about is herb. Yeah. The first thing what them think about is Bob Marley. Mm. The next thing what them think about is probably now Usain Bolt. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? But end of the day, a Rasta Ganja reggae make Jamaica what it is right now. You know what I mean? And the head officials refuse to accept that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they're going to have to accept that. because they're, and, and if they don't accept it, they're going to re realize too late. Mm. You know what I mean? In fact, Jamaica need to take um, Ganja on a serious level. Right now, you know how much people are suffering in Jamaica yeah, right now? If they ever take herbs serious, it can provide so much jobs. It can give them so much more financial benefit. So much, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as we say, yo, we know them things from a long time, you know? Yeah, because sure. now, no, just because some foreigner man now starts say, all right, herb is good. No, you want to say. Look how long Rasta tell you, say, yo, herb is one of the best things on planet Earth right now. It's actually, the, it's actually the Superman. You see how Superman go and see the world that is herb right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know me. what I mean? In fact, as um, Ziggy Marley have a cool comic called Marijuana Man. Oh, yeah, I heard and, about that, yeah. And it's really cool. It's like this person, it's this, uh, basically, Earth is in, in a serious um problem and they need THC and THC okay. is what, what 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 the earth needs to survive and here's marijuana man with all the THC you know and, yeah. and it's just so cool and imagine kids are reading these books now and starting to take off this bad stigma of herb yeah. herb is just a medicine you know, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. just like if you take too much panadol it will kill you mm. so it's the same thing with herb um no herb not kill you but it's the same thing like you just have to know, say, you have to take it serious. It's not a joke thing. Herb is not for everybody yeah. on the recreational level. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you just have to know. effects on some people, innit? Yeah, just like certain other things, you know what I mean? But one thing you know, me see alcohol kill people. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. see the government allow millions of cigarette sticks to be sold. And when you look at the box, it says smoking kills, mm. smoking can cause cancer, smoking can do this and that, and yet a man go go and allow that to sell that to people. Yet, herb is such a good thing, not only for you on a recreational level, but on a, on a um, spiritual. spiritual level, yeah, for on, sure. a, on a medicinal level. It's a, it's a great thing. It's a great plant. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. Because, uh, I mean, like I heard that there was some incident the other day with, like, um, someone from the dub club, Gabri Selassie. Yeah. Which, to me, I just, it, it just didn't make much sense. And I saw there was, a, like, a lot of uproar, especially with it happening on the... Um, the night of the soca on on yeah. the sun. What well, a day of soca, sorry. Yo, Jamaica no want to see reggae big, yeah, man. Remember me tell you that. You see me? And Gabriel is a, is a great, like, here's one space in a Jamaica where you can listen to reggae music. And even my father who owns Skyline Levels. Yeah. Skyline Levels is not just a music project, but it's also my father's venue. That is where most, that's where literally, you can say that and Jamnesia, where Billy Mystic owned that venue as well, is one of the and places where this well. current, yeah, Wiki Waki, that those three places was the first times you, you ever see any artists like Chronics, Raging Fire, Kesnam, the Kelisa Protege, is these venues. Yeah. And yet, that, like, yet them don't want to support it, you know what I mean? And 
I don't even want to sound ignorant too. Because sometimes you can sound ignorant when you say, yo, them don't want to support it. So there's a lot of initiatives out there, you know, that you can do it as well. But on the grand scheme of things, let's just be real. If you did really take reggae serious, you would have built a live venue. Mm. There's no live venue in Jamaica right now where we play reggae music. The closest that to that are my father venue. And and that is just a little man. We have a little thing and a try a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But when you take it to the you see me, so them no love reggae music, yes. Sir. Yo, it's the world of reggae music, you know what I mean? And them soon see them know, you know. These officials know, you know, remember me tell you that, you know, they can't, you can't deny truth, you know. But I mean, and, the they're is... and, and, and they're slowly coming around to it, too. They're slowly realizing, and as I said, this space now where, where Gabriel have, where them can't deny it. When any tourists come to Jamaica, the first thing they want to do is either go to Negrilla or go to Kingston for go to King's, this famous Kingston Dub Club. Yeah, yeah. You see me? Yet, at the end of the day, Soka is more of an uptown thing. Soka is a thing you now, you have to have at least $300 in your pocket, $400 in your pocket for even enter that walk. Because you have the, 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 the two, just for the outfit alone, it costs $200 to me. Oh, see. So really, poor people can't really party. Hold on, when you say $200, that's what, US? US, US. Oh, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, big money in uh, Yeah, big money because... Most most ghetto youth and inner city youths can't partake in those fest festivals because because it's just too expensive. They can't afford it. So when you really check, you see what's going on with soca. It's only uptown people and rich people can really enjoy those things, and that's why it get the break because is is uptown people. Mm -hmm. You see me? And thing, and as I say, I don't have no problem with soccer. And I love soccer. And I love dance. And I love reggae. Yeah. You see me? So it's not. I'm not fighting any genre of music. I love all music. You know what I mean? But end of the day, stop going like say these other genres of music. More reggae birth here. Imagine this is the birthplace of reggae, and and we can't get a day like soccer. Yes. Yeah, we can't get a day where we can walk around in the community proud. In you know, the ad sound and play our music loud, we can't do that. You know what I mean? I don't really know much about what happened, um, about what happened at Dub Club and thing, but we know say, some little misunderstanding did go on. And Gabby is a good friend of mine and he's doing great work, and I don't think he deserved to be treated how he was treated. I don't know the full story, and that just for show you the respect where reggae have in a Jamaica. Yeah. And, is that thing, and as I say, yo, we, we are the soldiers right now, you know. And we out there, we are stand up for good music, you know what I mean? We know the foolish, foolish music, you know. And as I say, I don't consider no music foolish music. I love all music. But yo, when me tell you Vibes Cartel are my artists, yes, I dance yes. all me, listen, yeah. nearly every day. I love music, me, 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 me not biased. But at the end of the day, reggae, them for take reggae serious to reggae and dance all. Because, I mean, um, like, recently we saw um, Andrew Holness, the Prime Minister, he um, said that Pinnacle is now going to be a heritage site. And um, he said that heritage... I mean, Pinnacle is going to be a heritage site. Yeah. Um, and, like, saying that he's going to be giving money and he apologised and those kind of things. Mm. But, I mean, like, these kind of conversations, as far as, like, accepting reggae and accepting Rasta a bit, they're not even, like, anywhere near new. And I just think, like, yeah. what would it take for, like, these the people in power to, like, 
see, do you know what? It's about time we embrace. You know what it great take? When them start realize say it make money, them are gonna start saying, ah, we forgot to jump on this. It's usually money, you know? Yeah, that's So true. even with this thing, herb thing, even though they want to go on like say, oh, now they're ready to decriminalize herb. And the only reason why they want to decriminalize is because they want to make some money, you no? Know? Mm, true. Which I don't have no problem, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's a money scheme thing. You know what I mean? And that's, I, that, that's the first, me not really to keep up with politics, because I not trust nothing in the politics. Nothing. I don't even want to turn on my news, because a fool them take we for out here, you see me? Mm. And so I don't, I, I'm ignorant to what's going on in the world right now, because I just don't trust CNN, I don't trust BBC, I don't trust none of them network. The only BBC me trust are David Radigan. <laughs> and then BBC, BBC one extra, and, and them man there, them BBC, them each us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But other than that, me not to trust it. So, me, me, so when Andrew Ones know you want to do that, well. Oh, shit. So you're saying about um, Andrew Holness if he's saying yeah. he's going to apologise and give money and make it a heritage site? Well, you know, we give thanks for that, you know, but money can't fix really a situation, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Money can help and we, we give thanks and thing, but really and truly, I just more, you know, what we need are just the attitude change, you know? Really, is, is that the importance and for really realise and... and, 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 and and treat a Rasta like a human being, you know what I mean? Yeah. And don't look like Rasta always look down as dirty people. People don't wash them like scavengers and uh, 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 menace to society. That's what Rasta did always be. And me can, me can tell you that from, remember, as if I come back, I grew up in a Christian home and anything. Remember, say me grew up as Rasta. Mm. I never cut my locks yet, my born as a Rasta. My mother and father are Rasta, every one of my sister them and me are Rasta will grow up. Me, me have locks on my head from the first time I have hair on my head. Mm. You know what I mean? So me know me know me grew up in a space where friends not even allowed to sleep over my house because of the stigma and everything created around Rasta. That's mad. You know what I mean? So yeah. That is so mad. Um so yes, uh Skyline Levels yeah. is the project. You've spoken about a couple of songs. Well, you spoke about She's a Queen. Yeah. Um, Victory is the one that the video just released. Yeah. Was it this week? Yeah, yeah, this week. Which was, is featuring Chronics. Yeah. Um, talk about the um, inspiration behind that one there. And, like, what, what made you write it that day? And decide well, to push that one out there as the one with the video. Well, um, one... Chronics know that song, I remember I had the idea basically fleshed out in the studio and I never had a chorus for it and I was trying to write a lot of choruses and and it just wasn't fitting like how my verses were fitting on it, you know? Mm. And I said to myself, say, yo, I want a wailing voice, somebody who can wail upon this and ball out upon this. And... 
really it was for another artist, you know what I mean? It was a, that wasn't supposed to be Chronix singing that song. And Macal Chronix, I'm saying Chronix, I have a mad idea. And your father at the studio, and within the hour, the man come at the studio, and we did it. And I did kind of a little, um, the, I wrote a little bit of the chorus, and then him come on and do him spectacular greatness as usual. What we can always expect from Chronix. And he, I called him because I wanted him to demo it for the artist for me. I've seen. You know, I told him, yo, I want you to demo this for me. And, you know, when he, le he left the studio and he was, I was telling him, you know, I will carry this to the artist and I will call him name. And, and he said, well, if he doesn't sing it, I love it. So leave my voice on it. So really and truly, Victory is actually a demo. I've you know what I mean? It was a, really a, it's a demo that we released, you know. And, and then... Just the vibe, right, man. That's why we shoot the video. You know, anybody who listen to the project can hear the vibe on the Sunday night. You know, so you know, yeah, and sure. I really wanted to make this a visual project too. Like we're shooting a lot of visuals feet as well. So, so like leading out with that song was just, I think, the perfect song to really grab people's attention and really show people what me about and what this project is going to sound like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it it's a reggae bass line, but hip-hop drums. and So you hear a mixture of things happening in one song. I must say, like, we have some special chemistry in the studio. Like, I mean, it's, I'm, always, I must it's always effortless, you know? I must stop you there because my love for you, that's yeah. like... <laughs> that might be the first song that I remember hearing from you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, my love for you know, even that story. When I recorded that song, I remember I was in California and Kelisa called me and she was telling me, yo, man, if you listen to this new artist named Chronix, I mean, I said, Chronix, who named Chronix? I'm going to go check him out and check him up on YouTube. And I mean, I said, yo, Mr. Here, this is when none of his songs were really big, you know what I mean? It was They Don't Know. Because okay. these songs and were all released. Yeah, like it was the start of Fire EP. Start of Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Artists have bought and me and him start link and he was already producing for my sister already. So we did don't have that online over the phone and everything. We were already talking and anyway, we come to the studio now and I haven't, I didn't meet him yet and we, me and him recording the same studio at the time and over Skyline Levels because he was doing all of his recording there at the time and I actually came over just to get some files. And I never met Chronix before, and he was in the studio using it, and that was the first time we linked. And I said, oh, go on, brother, yo, I love the music. And he said, yo, I love your music, too. And it was just that, that sharing of vibes there. And he just start, we just, he just start playing some rhythm. Oh, same. And he played a rhythm that my love for you was on. And by a morning, we finished recording that song. So that actually the first time that I met Chronix was when we recorded that song. Oh, see. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Um, my favourite on there <clears throat> is Lost Love, Picking yeah. Up The Pieces. Yeah. Which, it sounds like, I don't know if this is going to get you into trouble for sampling mm. or anything like that, but it sounds like mm. a Bob Marley song from back in the day that mm -hmm. I can't actually put my finger on. Yeah, but, man, it was, in, it was influenced by that, you know what I mean? Um, you can't go around or not, no, no. But, you know, it was definitely influenced by that vibe. Yeah, the vibe, yeah. You can't say, um, let me tell you, African herbs, man, I am home. Oh, is it that one? Transplanted heart. But in true reality, 
it's a Bob Marley song, but it's not really Bob Marley's song either. It is actually um, Bob Marley. It was inspired by um, the real song, which is um, let me tell you right now. It's actually by um, it's actually by a, a Indian man actually. Oh, um, um, and it's it's actually titled Indian Herbs Man. Oh, and his his name is Richie Havens. Oh, and it's called Indian Rope Man, and he recorded that song in 1969. And he's, his version is actually Indian Herbs Man, and Bob Marley changed up his lyrics and put African Herbs Man, you know? Oh, same. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's the same. Um, that, that era of music yeah. is not really done in a long while. That I was era about of music to say that, you know? Yeah, that style, I don't know, it's mm. like in between Skyan Rock Steady kind of sound, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, yeah. And like, yeah, so that one there is the one that I would say is, is my standout mm-hmm. cut on that, that one there. So like, with this project, what are your like aims for it? Because obviously, we live in a time where sales ain't really nothing that mm-hmm. you're supposed to judge anything by, really. Um, mm-hmm. So like, what is it you're 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 looking for from this work? Well, you know, I already achieved what I wanted to do with this project already. You know, like I don't. There's no numbers that can make me feel accomplished. You know, mm. what made me feel accomplished is that if you can listen to my Bridging the Gap EP, yeah, that's the first project that I dropped out. Um, you can de- whether you like it or not, you can definitely hear the growth as an artist in my music and even even after the Bridging the Gap EP I released a lot of singles and if you even hear the singles to know you can hear the growth as in me as an artist which is like just understanding me like I produce most of those songs you know I, obviously I co-produce with some other people too but for the most part I me are the main producer of that you know yeah, and yeah. it really this project really made me understand music on a different level, like understanding chords and different chord progressions and how modes work over these chord progressions. And in a lot of these songs, I'm doing the harmonies. So I'm finding the tenor part, I'm finding the the, the bass part, the bass note part, I'm finding the, the alto and, and, you know, I'm finding all of these harmonies and even just tones and learning the tone in your voice and understanding how delivery is important and you can have three different tones in your voice to bring out different moods and just different things even just like song arrangement to like understanding how bridges work and choruses work and and interludes and stuff in your song you know what i mean like arrangement and um other things like just and just musicianship you know like it really improved my guitar playing like i'm way more of a confident guitar player i'm way more confident in myself as an artist so that's what i wanted to achieve with this project and i definitely did that already you know yeah yeah yeah, and then no and then you know to inspire people and i know for a fact i inspired one person I know that for a fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? I inspired one person on this planet with this project. And if I did that to one person, my job is done. You know what I mean? For the rest, if it's 10,000, good. 20,000, a million, we're good. We give thanks anyway, but we accomplish what we want to accomplish already. You know what I mean? Because me, 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 I be real with my, me, not make no mu- money in a music like that. 
Yeah, yeah. You see me, I say, me a young artist, you know what I mean? And me not go put on, go on like no fake thing or thing. If it was money, I would have been out of this long time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if it was a numbers game, I would have been out of this long time because I've been at this for like three years. It's just no mistakes in certain things. Mm. I move for me, you know what I mean? So it's never a, 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 a numbers game for me, man. I love music deeply. I'm very passionate about it. So, yeah, man. that's what I was going to ask, like, next is that, like, obviously as an independent artist, um, in this day and age, they say that there's, like, it's, like, a bad time and a great time in that, mm. like, investment and that might not be such so forthcoming, but it's easy to gain an audience and, you know, like, things like the streaming platforms and those kind of mm. things, it makes mm. it a lot easier for you to, to reap results of, mm. of what you put out there. Um, but like, how do you find it as an independent artist? Well, everything where you see me achieving you know, is me and my little team. You know. Yeah, yeah. We have had many labels approached us and stuff. And not saying that I would never work with a label, but at this point in time, you know, like me, me enjoy the growth. You know, like I don't think I'm there yet as an artist to be signing to no label. Like when I'm ready to sign to a label is when I have a larger, way larger catalog than what I have now. You know, what I mean, then no. But no, so I have a catalog to manage, you know what I mean? I'm still making my name out there, you know what I mean? And every little thing, I me and my little team, I don't have no booking agent, I don't have no big publicist or nothing, it's just me and two other youth who are my, my child friends, you know what I mean? Growing up with, and we mastermind every little thing, mm. you know what I mean? And that's the story of most youths coming up now. You know what I mean? And it's a beautiful thing, as you say, where you can have a little bit more control over your destiny because is than back in the days when I invest a big label. Right now labels are scared, you know. Yeah, they yeah. don't know what to do, you know. They're 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 literally they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Till almost them starting to sign independent labels now because they're like, all right, independent labels know what they're doing, let's sign their <laughs> their their formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? And let them do and it. grand schemes to, grand scheme of things so nobody really know what to do, you know. Mm. Don't make them fool, you know, like of course there's formulas and certain formulas work, but there's been many situations where the formula is correct and it never is it's not it doesn't work. Mm. Where you have the right image, you have the right song, the song is put on the right placement in the right placements. Um um, all this money spent on this one song, I didn't go nowhere. Yet now there's many stories now where the song has the wrong image, no money behind it, um, no placements, and it blows up online. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? For sure. And really and truly, what that for sure you say is, yeah, formulas work, and I respect those people who use formulas because that's really cool that you can study. As an equation and it works most of the time, but at the end of the day, my lord, a mu a people choose music, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can play it for them every day, you know. End of the day, are the people them we choose. And you might have an idea, but one person cannot never speak for a million people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always gonna be somebody that loves Kesnam the music and sit down and listen at every single day. And there's always gonna be another person that will never wanna hear my voice. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. goes for every artist on the planet Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you go back balance, to that? You said it, it. Yeah, it go back to what I was saying earlier. Life is duality. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you just have to believe in yourself as an independent artist and know say you're doing it 
from your heart and, and not for the charts, you'll be good, you know what I mean? And even if you're doing it for the charts too, that's up to you, you know what I mean? That's good too, you know what I mean? I respect those who are doing it for the charts too because everybody entitled to do what they want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you want to be number one on the charts, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, we see, like, there's, like, because um, as you said before, you like hip-hop. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like, sometimes, like, say, like, people like Wale, for example, they feel <clears throat> like they're overlooked. Do you ever feel like you're overlooked or anything like that or, like, underrated or underappreciated or anything like that? Or do you just see it as it's, like, you're, you're making your building blocks right now? Um, boy, good question. I never get a question like this. If I feel like I'm overlooked. Um, no, I don't feel like I'm overlooked at all. I actually feel like I'm very lucky. You know what I mean? Like, I've only been in the music professionally for three years. You know what I mean? It's been three years since I dropped my first body of work. Mm. You know what I mean? And in terms of achievements, I've hit the billboards with my first project and went to number went to number four on in the reggae iTunes charts. You know what I mean? If you want to talk numbers. Yeah. And then now this project by ten o'clock AM I went to number three. Yeah. on the reggae charts and I was looking at Bob Marley at one and two <laughs> for, for for those charts, you know what I mean? And I stayed at number three for for like uh, like three four days and no independent reggae artist is doing stuff like that you know what i mean so i think especially in just three years you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. and without no budget without nothing everything we do and with my little team and be, and because of the even the achievement that we've been in i, I would predict that it's going to even hit the billboards as well Oh, you see me? So um, it hasn't do it yet, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But if it does, it does. It's, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? We give thanks. We're very grateful. But end of the day, some people spend ten years in this before even seeing what I have seen. You know what I mean? And been on the festivals that I've been on and performing on some of the biggest reggae festivals around the world. And so. I, it would be ungrateful of me to say like I've been overlooked, um, but I've definitely said it's definitely hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard because the format of my music does not fit the format of radio, does not fit the format of what's happening in Jamaica right now, and I'm not willing to do some of the things. Even me and my management argue all the time, you know, because sometimes you know they think that I should be doing this and stuff, but I'm just not willing to do certain things. You know what I mean? And and I have to face the consequences of that, you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to, because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get that kind of radio play. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And I guess that's where the struggle is. But um, and I choose that fight, you know what I mean? And so I have no one to blame but myself. It's just like back in the days when Nina Simone, Nina Simone was very like the body. Everybody knows she was the baddest artist. In her time, everybody knew it. Yet Aretha Franklin was playing on the radio every day. You know mm. what I mean? And it was just the kind of music, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, the format on radio and the format on TV and stuff is not really the format that we do or I do. You know what I mean? So um, I wouldn't use the word overlook. I would just more say 
it's just the format of music that I have usually like the kind of music that I do, regular roots and conscious hip hop and just roots. When I say roots, roots in all genres, roots in a hip hop, there's roots in a conscious constructive music usually take a longer while. First say overlook. No, I just think I have a different format, you know what I mean? And as I said, I'm young bro, me at 25 years old man. I've been in this for three years, and without any help, we have done this independently. When I look back at the, the journey, I'm like, wow. I, 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 to be honest, I never even see me, I never even see me achieving this, you know what I mean? To be honest, it's like them, you know what I mean? So, And um, as you said, the Skyline Levels is made, it's out there now. Um, you spoke about earlier where you you said about like the things that you learned as far as ways of making music, mm-hmm. but the last question mm-hmm. is what would you say you learned about yourself while making Skyline Levels Volume One as a person? As a person, yeah. As a, um, I definitely would say my confidence. You know what I mean? Um, is one of my biggest things, you know, a lot of times I started to like along the journey, you know, because of the format that I was doing, I was always questioning why, why my music not playing here, or why my music not playing here, and I started to blame my music, you know what I mean, mm. I started to question, you know, is it the kind of music and that I'm doing, what is it, and I started to understand, it's not wrong with my music, you know what I mean, and that's what I think Skyline Levels really created a stamp for me that, yo, I'm a true artist and he's a bad artist too. Yeah, yeah. You see me? Nobody can take that from me after the project here. Yeah. I think I proved that point without being hyped. Uh, that, and this is for me, you know. I mean, I say for what other people think. Me, I think I proved to myself with this project, I know I did that. That means a bad artist and he's a talented person because if I can do that, with the limited resources that I had. I mean, I talk about money, but I talk about even access to good quality students. When you hear the standard of the mixing and the standard of quality of music on that project, is really high. Yeah, and you can, whether you like the song or not, you can definitely agree that the standard of music is really high yeah, on that project. You know what I mean? And, and I think it more was a, was a confidence thing for me. You know what I mean? And also understanding how powerful music is how literally music can change somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like since I dropped this project, my social media pages literally have been blowing up oh, with just comments of people just all around the world saying how this song or this this lyrics or the beat or whatever literally and I'm telling you paragraphs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of of inspiring people but and then also I learned for myself to the cycle of music too and how how you have to just believe what you are dealing with in your life. You know what I mean? I learned that you know, I have a lot of people that I ask opinions and stuff and I realize that a, a bad opinion a opinion that is I'm not really too deep on the opinion no more. I don't need an opinion from nobody anymore. I'm not say that from a high place either because you know what I mean? As I said, I'm the only Kesnamdi. There's no other Kesnamdi. So I need to just do what's true to me. And that's what the world needs from me. Nothing but 
kids normally and what's true to kids normally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when people used to come in my ear and say, yo, you need to change your song like this, or even on the opposite side of things when they say, yo, I love your song. Good opinions is just as as as, as uh, it's just as bad as bad opinions, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You just need to know, say, you know, you just believe in your thing and stay focused on that. You know what I mean? And that's what I learned with this project. It gave me the confidence to really just believe in myself as an individual and and know say my passion and, and my music and and even my life can inspire millions, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. That's it. bang on. I think that's a fair yeah. way to end it. Because yeah. other people, whether you're creative or if you're at 9 to 5 or whatever, mm-hmm. people struggle mm-hmm. with confidence mm-hmm. in themselves mm-hmm. and their own mm-hmm. opinions and beliefs daily. So, yeah, man, I think mm-hmm. it's a fitting way to, mm-hmm. to finish this. All right, then, but Kiznamdi, yeah, truly appreciate your respect. time. Yeah, yeah, man, respect, man. And Skyline Levels Volume 1 is out now. You can get that on the yeah, iTunes. Man. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple Music. And um, if you can't get it on them thing, they find a way for teeth it. <laughs> get true. it, you see me? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, make yeah. sure you get it. <laughs> and um, your social media is... Keznamdi. Mm. K-E-Z-N-A-M-D-I. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whichever well, social English, media you want to use. If you're from England, that's K E Z. Z. <laughs> yeah. N <laughs> A M D I. And that's on yeah. all social media. Uh, all right, then. Well, Kaz Nandi, thank you for your time again. All right, respect. It's been a pleasure. All right. All right. Yeah, my respect. Bless.